On this episode of Burnline, we smoke the Aging Room Quattro Nicaragua Maestro 6x52 Torpedo Box Press. Welcome aboard. Burnline Podcast. The burn line on a well-crafted cigar is straight and sharp as a razor, much like our wit and wisdom. And welcome to Burnline, coming to you not live from the hot box, the smoky back room where deals are struck and fortunes are made, adjacent to the Blanco Lounge nestled amongst the sprawling complex of Union Cigar, Hanover, Pennsylvania, USA, the only Blanco Lounge in North America. I'm your host, Johnny Midas, and I'm joined by your other host. Hi, my name is Nick. Apparently, Nick the Brick is my name here. Nick the Brick. Nick That's the your Brick. social media name. Yeah. They called me, uh, in high school, they called me, my last name is McCann, so they called me uh, McCannimal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's all coming out <laughs> on this show. Well, I have some high school trauma, too. We should talk about it. But why don't we talk about it over a cigar? So we're smoking the Aging Room Quattro Nicaragua Maestro today. And the Maestro refers to the Vitola. Is that correct? On this, uh, yes. on this cigar. Yeah. yeah. So this is a 6x52 torpedo box press. And probably because it's box press, to me, the torpedo looks almost closer to a bellicoso on the, on the head of the cigar. Like, it's not a long torpedo. Um, it's not quite as abbreviated, but, uh, that's a can of worms right there. Yeah. It's a can of worms right there. Bellicoso torpedo pyramid. Yeah. Yeah. Where does one start and the other stop yeah. or begin? Uh, yeah. So, and of course you have the, uh, the branding, you know, we've, we've seen this, um, with a couple of cigars where they, they make up their own Vitola and brand it, which is cool. That's awesome. But it can be confusing. Um, this retails for $13 here at Union Cigar, Hanover, Pennsylvania, USA. Well, a box of 20 will set you back $234, which is a savings of $26. And actually, if you pre-order, prepay a box, uh, you can save an additional 26 bucks. So that's like getting four free cigars, which is pretty freaking awesome. So come on down, road trip to Hanover, pick you up some of these aging rooms. Or better yet, listen to the podcast and find out if you actually want to smoke it before you make that road trip, which I think you're going to because this is an awesome cigar. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, Maybe we should like not come to a conclusion this week and then we can have a part two next week and smoke it again. You want to cliffhanger it? Yeah, let's cliffhanger it. Then we can smoke it again. In fact, maybe we can make like three episodes out of it. it We might even stretch it to four. So spoiler alert, I might like this cigar. Um but why don't we go ahead and get them lit up? So, let's clip our cigar. I'm using my Craftsman's Bench double guillotine open-ended cutter today. And as always, we remind you to clip that cigar with authority. No limp-wristed cutting allowed. I'm nice just, and smooth. <clears throat> I'm smelling the body and the foot. It smells yeah. so good. You better not say it smells like anything other than raisins. Dude, it, it smells like it smells like poopy. Yeah, it should. Like a, a well fermented cigar smells like compost because yeah, that's yeah, yeah. literally what it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, actually, uh this the definitely the like the dried fruit component is there. Yeah. Um, but there's quite a bit more going on on this, like the cold draw. It's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, a lot of flavor already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like that. Awesome. So this is a uh, Nicaraguan Puro, and uh, it has a, this beautiful, I'm going to call it a Colorado Maduro wrapper. It's not a dark uh, Maduro, or maybe a little darker than a Colorado, but uh, definitely like medium for a, for a Maduro. Not a Scuro. Not a Scuro. Yeah. Nope, not by any means. Uh, so what? Two shades lighter than a Padron, something like that. Yeah, I guess somewhere in between a Padron Natural and a Padron Maduro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much right in the middle there. So we got a good clip and a good tap. And if you are just joining us, we uh, always tap the head of our cigar after clipping it on the back of our hand to get all that loose little tobacco crumbles and dottle out of the cigar. 
Greatly enhances the cigar smoking experience. I've been doing it ever since. I love a good hand job before smoking my cigar. How many times am I going to have to drop that line before you like actually laugh on the show, Nick? Oh, I thought you'd been putting in a laugh track this whole time. <laughs> we uh, call him Nick the Brick because he has the sense of humor of a piece of masonry. Wow. All right. Um, it is time to light our cigar. Can you light my lighter by any chance? This is a neat trick. So... There we go. If you're releasing butane, but it won't light, yeah. you can get somebody else to light your lighter. You're missing the spark. Yeah, I'm missing right, the, the spark. But the butane's coming out still. Free-flowing. Yeah, if you're missing the spark, kind of like um, Angelina Jolie on a reunion tour, yeah. but the gas is still there, I know why it won't light, because I have it turned up too high, and it's fucking blowing itself out that's something that's real with butane torches so let's go ahead and light up these cigars and as usual we remind you to toast your cigar don't roast it to death toasted not roasted toasted not roasted toasted not roasted it's toasted i get it i love how nick is using a spacex rocket pre-launch motor to light a cigar and you can like hear it on the microphone He's got it, like, all tucked under the table behind his leg. Like, I had to step out of the room for a second. I had to step out of the room. Sounds like a propane torch blowing up. That is some torch. On the weekends, he uh, races it in the Rocket Car League. All right. This is an AJ. This is an AJ. Yeah. So let's talk about this cigar a little bit. Uh, first of all... On the presentation, nice, uh, I don't want to say neutral box, but just classic box. Like the the box a cigar comes in is kind of what you would expect a cigar box to look like. Except for the orange. Yeah, except for the orange. Unless it's a DBL second generation. Bazinga. Different shade of orange. Um, Yeah, so just classic cigar box. Um, The cigar itself is... I don't know, semi-rustic, slightly rustic, I would say. It has this uh, kind of cool, to me it reminds me of like a 1940s automobile, uh, black band with like gold. It says aging room in gold, quattro in gold, and has like gold horizontal lines and white uh, stripes. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it kind of has that Art Deco yeah. 1940s automobile look to it. And then like next to where it says aging room, there's fucking knuckle dusters yeah you see that knuckle, i thought it was a crown at first knuckle dusters yeah brass knuckles yeah knuckle dusters okay whatever you fucking yankees call it so anyway um yeah so you got uh brass knucks and that's repeated below much smaller and then it says quattro so i don't know what that's all about but that you know it's all over and then it's almost like a watermark on the second band, which is orange, and says Nicaragua. Yeah. <clears throat> Rafael Nadal's signature on the sides of the f- primary black band. He's a uh, he's the Altidus side collaborator with AJ Fernandez on the cigar. So Rafael Nadal is the the lead man for Aging Room, and obviously AJ's AJ freaking Fernandez. Right. Right. So, so uh, this cigar is a Nicaraguan puro. It has a Nicaraguan Maduro wrapper and the binder and filler are Nicaraguan blended by Rafael Nadal with AJ Fernandez. So interesting collab. And, uh, I don't think there's anything by AJ. I don't like, uh, I think he's really good at his craft. So I think, uh, that's a good call there. Um, I like, I like AJ's collaborations as much as I do his core line. Yeah. Yeah. His, his collab, like the stuff he ventures out to do with other companies and other blenders is just as good, if not better, than the stuff that he makes regular production. Yeah, I think so. And then, so this is um, an Altidus product, is that correct? And Boutique Blends is Raphael's company, is that right? Yeah. So Aging Room would be a Altidus uh, brand. Yeah. And then the Quattro is like the sub-brand of Aging Room, and then... Nicaragua is like the blend of this particular cigar. Right. And, Maestro, and Maestro is the size. And <laughs> Maestro is the Vitola. So 
there you have it, folks. That is a fucking paragraph of a title. Um, and it's all in there, except the actual size, because you don't know what maestro means unless you know what it means. So, uh, and I would, I would peg this as full. I've heard, uh, you know, a spectrum from mid-full to full. I, I think it's full. It's full-bodied, full-flavor, uh, full-strength, I think. So we are going to give this a puff for you guys and share our thoughts. Initially, just like right out of the gate, I'd say for me, there's an obvious pepper component, you know, that I yeah. associate with Nicaraguan tobacco to begin with. Um, black pepper. Yeah. I think it's definitely like black pepper. Um, and then there's definitely like a vegetal note there, you know, what I call uh garden, garden veg. Um, and then there's some other stuff going on that I feel like is going to pick up yeah. as I go along. Yeah, man. It's, it's good. It's really good. Yeah. Do you have a little like zest of limon on there? It's a zest. There's a, like a little zest of something. Um, definitely citrusy. I think it's closer to coriander, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think this is like if I was getting all my shit together for tequila shots. Yeah. And I had the plate that the lemon was in. Mm-hmm. And then I took the plate mm-hmm. and I sprinkled black pepper in it and licked it. That's what I'm getting. Nice. Why would you do that? I don't know. It's far less enjoyable than smoking a cigar. I'll tell you <laughs> that. Just, just light up an Adrian Quattro. <laughs> right. Right. All right, so we are getting some smoke off of this and uh, getting it to burn. Um, so, aging room. Uh, I think the, I think this particular cigar actually kind of has its own niche or or space in the industry. You know, like when I see it, uh, first of all, I hear about it all the time. Yeah, right. When people are going for a full flavor, full body, you know, mouth puncher, and then. Um, you know, it, it kind of got famous because it, it got rated, what, a 97? Uh, 96. 96 yeah. by uh, Cigar Aficionado back when it came out in, what, 2019? Yep, 2019. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it that made it kind of famous. Cigar um, of the year. Cigar of the year. Yeah, yeah. High, highest ranked cigar that year. And, uh, you know, like, so, it, and then it also, it kind of doesn't fit in anything, right? So it's typically displayed with Altidus products, yeah. right? Because it's distributed by Altidus. Um, but it's really a Fernandez, Rafael Nadal product, right? Yeah. Um, and you might be usually the only aging room you see on the shelf in yes, the store. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Like, there's, there's other aging rooms. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you're going to see this one, right? If you yeah. don't see this... You know your your humidor is probably not fully stocked. Like yeah. this, you know this is a must-have, right. uh, typically cigar. Uh, whereas the other aging rooms, not so much. Um, and they are uh, they they have some popularity, especially among our customers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a one called Pelo de Oro. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they're just they're good, but they're just they're they're boutique for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, they're boutique, and uh, so this one, you know, like it's a known cigar. So we went out on a went out on a limb here to smoke a cigar that you know our listeners may have already smoked. But for those of you that are uh, maybe new to cigar smoking, um, this is I think this is the first power puncher cigar we've smoked on the show, right? So most of the cigars up to this point have been up to mid full, and I think this is full full. Um, but it's not even like a like a full body in like a gaudy way. No, it's not, and it's it's definitely not. Uh, you know, one of those cigars that um, is so strong and powerful you can't taste nuance and stuff. Right? In it, oh, know? it's very nuanced. Yeah, there's a lot going on here, yeah. um, but it is strong, and uh, you can tell because when I'm retrohaling, which I like to do, my voice is changing on the yeah. podcast because. It, you can feel it, feel it in the nose hairs. But there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing better than a a nice full bodied Maduro uh, mm-hmm. Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. First thing we're drinking black coffee, of course, quartermaster. Mm-hmm. Nothing better. Yeah. So uh, 
I've had this convo a lot of times about like breakfast cigars. Oh, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> well, Nick, you haven't been over to my place yet. We got to fix that. But I have a uh, covered porch that wraps around two sides of my house. And nice. off of that is a um, square pavilion, like butted up against it, right, is a square pavilion that's probably like 12 by 12, something like that, with a fire pit in the middle. Uh, I'm sorry, a stone table that's hollow in the middle of it, uh, just in case the building inspector's listening, Um, (laughs) with a removable top. Anyway, um, so I've got, uh, you know, some, like, uh, outdoor couch and chairs out there. And so I will, um, I'll go out there in the morning and I'll set my coffee on my stone table with a removable top uh, (laughs) and smoke a cigar. And I really, I really enjoy... Cigars I wouldn't normally enjoy when yeah. it's five in the morning in yeah. June in, you know, the mid-Atlantic where it's like 55 degrees. Oh. So I can still wear a sweater. Perfect temperature. Perfect, you know. Yeah. So I'll smoke a tobacco, for example, nice. or something like that that I would never smoke otherwise. But having said that, I also really enjoy, like, good, strong cigars, too, yeah. in the morning. Like, yeah. I, I get the breakfast cigar thing, especially for folks that, you know, don't want to smoke on an empty stomach, you know, something lighter and sweeter and, you know, that kind of offsets the bitterness of the coffee. Yeah. But you get like a dark, sweet Maduro with your coffee and man, that that's good. Yeah. And it's a, it's just, it's such a lovely time because your palate is the freshest. Mm -hmm. It's like that, that first, um, you know, that first taste of the cigar of the day, right? You haven't had anything yet. Mm-hmm. It's just like, all right, this is this is the pure taste of what, you know, unadulterated mm-hmm. palate tasting. And so that can be awesome too with the with the Maduro because you can really get the good flavor out of that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like don't uh don't go to Chili's and have their blooming onion and then like smoke your your cigar cuz yeah. Yeah. With your gallon of sweet tea. Right. Yeah, it's just it's not I mean it's not conducive to a good to a good taste. You want to get, you know, some soda water with your cigar we mm-hmm. talked about, or um, coffee is a great one. Just coffee and the cigar is a really good one. But be consistent, too, I think, with the things you drink with cigars. You know, you got to know that if you're drinking a Dr. Pepper with this with this aging room. Oh, yeah. And then the next time if you drink a, an orange juice, right, it's yeah. going to be like a different experience. While we're on the topic, don't ever drink orange juice with a cigar. <laughs> you want to talk about a taste clash right there. That's uh, that's just unkind to your palate right there. That's just cruel and unusual. All right, I've probably got about a half inch down on this cigar. There's definitely an earth note in there for sure. Um, I I, th- I detect a cocoa note that I'm hoping is going to pick up as I go along. Um, yeah, that zest of coriander. I think it's coriander is what I'm going to call it. And then black pepper. So pretty... Uh, Pretty interesting. Mine's burning awesome. Yours is burning awesome. Yeah. The draw's good. It's not like a major smoke output cigar. No. It's medium. Which I think is good because it is strong. Yeah. I think... Uh, a lot of smoke might be overpowering, you Yeah, think. definitely. Yeah. Um, and I'd call it meaty. Not not meaty, like tastes like meat, but like the, the feel of the smoke on your palate or whatever. Like it's... Yeah. It's not chewy, but it's substantive. And I think it's a little bit it's a little bit drying too mm-hmm. for me, um, which is it's like a like a like a cured jerky kind of mm-hmm. if we're gonna go the meaty route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely feels like I'm smoking something right now. All right, well, we will continue to puff on this little smoky treat, and right now I think it is time for our tobacconist tip of the week. Nick, take it away. And now, your tobacconist tip of the week with Nicholas McCann. So, my hour, my hour, our tobacconist tip of the week, my tobacconist tip of the week is um, for all you new lounge guys. Uh, and uh, veteran lounge guys. You know who you are. And, and veteran lounge guys. Um, be conscientious of the spoken and unspoken rules of the lounge that you are visiting sitting down in, um, smoking a cigar in. Some places are different. 
they will let you do certain things, whereas others don't let you do certain things. Um, cigarette smoking is a big taboo kind of in, in any lounge. Um, Except for one. We won't go there. <laughs> uh, and it, they, that is not Union Sewer Hanover. We do not allow cigarette smoking. Um, vaping, too, is another one. Um, mm-hmm. that guys do not do yeah. not exhale that cloud of noxious fucking blueberry vanilla mint Peach or whatever. Fuzz, yeah. yeah. Um, and then obviously things like uh, cleaning up after yourself, emptying your ashtray, um, you know, TV volume. If if there's a speaker and you're playing music, speaker volume, stuff like that. Just be be conscientious. It is a shared space, um, so just make sure that you're kind of aware of of your surroundings and what's going on around you and what the lounge prefers you to do as well. Yeah, and you know, while we're on that topic, for people that are maybe less um, socially apt as others, you know, there's a reason that there's unspoken rules in a lounge, and that is like spoken rules or explicit rules that really bring down the class and the atmosphere, right? I've, I've been to cigar lounges where they literally have like rules posted on the wall mm-hmm. and it just comes across like so classless and like, you know, this is not what I came to a cigar lounge for. So, yeah. oh, where's the lounge police, you know? So it's a gentleman's agreement. Yeah, it's like a weird dictatorial. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know. So it's a gentleman's agreement. So, you know, if you know how to be polite and considerate of others, you should do just fine. But, uh, you know, if you're in Colorado, maybe they let you smoke stuff that you can't smoke here. Right. But uh, just know what the know what the boundaries are. If you if you're uh, you know concerned about messing up, you can ask somebody. I'm yeah. sure one of the tobacconists will be happy to take you aside privately and explain you know some of the expectations. And it's like if it's like a uh, law enforcement owned establishment, don't like come in boasting about. Um, I got out of a ticket yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, have some have some. Cooth, mm-hmm. you know, be uh, be kind and be you know, be self aware. Or as we like to say, everything you needed to know about being successful in life, you learned on Mister Rogers. Um, yeah, so uh, be polite, be thoughtful of others. You know, some some basic uh, politeness, but also um, there are some things that are pretty universal. You know, one would be buy a stick. Yeah. You know, don't. Don't just go use somebody's lounge. They got to keep the lights on. You know, buy a stick. Hell, buy a stick and put it in the, uh, you know, the Cigars for Troops box. Yeah. You know, go ahead and, and donate. And then smoke the your special stick that you got on vacation in Antarctica or whatever the fuck you want to smoke. But, uh, you know, that's a pretty much universal rule right there. Yeah, running running these two stores, I don't I don't care if you smoke what you want to smoke in the, as far as cigar-wise. If you want to bring a cigar that we don't carry... I don't care if you want to smoke it, but like, yeah, don't just come to smoke it and sit here. At least pick something up here, because we're not. Gonna, well, I'm not going to be able to carry everything that you want, right? And I understand that, right? But if you want to keep using the lounge, somebody's got to pay for the lights, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, another one would be your your basic um, politeness around conversation topics, you know. You don't need to be talking about your sexual exploits. You don't need to be talking about that one guy you almost beat up because he cut you off in traffic. You know, pretty much anything that's centered around your maladjusted ego <laughs> yeah. is to talk through with your therapist, not your cigar buddies at the lounge. Yeah, don't trauma dump. Don't, yeah, don't no come trauma and talk dump, about yeah. your fighting with your yeah. wife. And I feel like shit, so I want everyone else to also. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about sports and TV and movies and music. All right, right, right. Hashtag mood. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can leave uh, religion off the table for sure. And if you're going to do politics, damn, you better be in the right place. Yeah. You know, use, use caution there. Read the room. Read the room. Yeah. Now, if you want my advice, just don't fucking talk about religion, politics, or most sports, and you'll be just yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because sports are like socially acceptable to argue about, but right, politics right. and religion right. are not. Right. You could be like, fuck you, I hate the Steelers. <laughs> I mean, depending on what part of the country you're in and what sport you're talking about. Yeah, it could get pretty hairy. College football in Central Texas. Eh, better stay away from that. Yeah. Hell, high school football. Yeah, I was going to say high school football, too. <laughs> oh, man. Or uh, soccer pretty much anywhere in Europe. Yeah. So for all of our international listeners out there, be careful which team you support. Guten Tag. <laughs> all right. Have you watched any uh, Ted Lasso? I haven't. They're done though, right? They just wrapped up. 
Yeah, they just wrapped up. Yeah, I, I've heard. My dad keeps telling me I need to watch it. I've heard so many good things about it. Yeah, it's it's a good show. There's actually some good lessons in there. A lot of it is like naive, feel good. Like if you tried this in real life, you'd get fucking eaten alive. Oh, you know. But it's nice to see good people having good things work out for them. Yeah, I got gotcha. um, you. know, good luck applying that in the real world. Um, but uh, you know, the way that they portray the soccer fans is hilarious and somewhat accurate. Yeah. So, I like uh, what is it, Green Street Hooligans, with um. Gosh, who was that actor that was in Sin City? Um, Jeez. Yeah, I'm going back. Mel dating Gip- myself Mel right Gibson? there. Mel Gibson? I don't know. No. No. He kind of looks like the guy from Harry Potter, but older. Um, anyway, so uh, he was in that movie, and uh, it's about um, West Ham soccer fans, which, you know, I've always been a West Ham fan, so I found the movie interesting. Oh, Mickey Rourke. Br- oh, yeah, Bruce yeah. Willis? Yeah, he's in there. No, wait, What? No. Mickey Rourke? Bruce Willis is in Sin City, apparently. Jessica Alba, Rosario Dawson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sin City, but but not uh, Green Street Hooligans. No, it's the it's the nerdy guy, the the bad guy in Sin City. Oh. Oh, Elijah Wood. Yes, yeah, Oh, that dude, guy. you could have said The Hobbit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Lord of the Rings? You fucking nerd. Sorry. God. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. So for all of you uh, adults out there, we'll get back to the cigar. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but it was an interesting, you know, like soccer uh, biopic or something, you know, very, very British, but it's sorry. Interesting, it's interesting, too, because uh, Rob McElhinney and Ryan Reynolds own the Wrexham, right, mm-hmm. in uh, in England. And so they're having like commercial success and they're getting Hollywood attention because they're they own it because they're copying Ted Lasso. Yeah, yeah I <laughs> mean, yeah, they're living it. They're living out the yeah. real life, oh. real life Ted Lasso. But good for them, man. Yeah, it's hard to hate on Ryan Reynolds. I've tried, but it's like, yeah, he's just, he's just doing him, and yeah. he's being really successful yeah, at it. Yeah. So good for you, man. I'll tell you what, he found a gem in Blake Lively, though, because the shit she puts up with—I yeah. mean, you—you you know, they actually like each other, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> oh man, he's like, I found one that didn't run away screaming. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, touching on the. Cigar again. Uh, I'm getting close to the second third, and I'll tell you the pepper's picking up. It's burning slow as it is burning slow, man. man. Yeah, I I think that uh, I've always thought that with this cigar, I'm getting more than I think I'm getting. Yeah, right. In terms of the the quantity of tobacco, because it burns slow, it burns evenly. Um, you know the the burn line, which is fitting for a podcast with its name. Uh, Burn line is great, you know, so you're getting the full flavor of wrapper, binder, filler, you know, with every with every puff. And it's like um the blend, right? The blend is one thing, and the blend itself can taste good, but then the bunching and the rolling and the binding yep. can change the blend yep. and change how the blend tastes. So change you, the experience for sure. Yeah, so you, you know, the blend itself, we kind of, we give a... Uh, we give credit to all the blenders and say, "Oh, they know what they're doing." But maybe I just got a bad one. Mm-hmm. But the, the, yeah, for this one, it just seems like God, everything's on on the mark. Yeah. Now look at it in profile. Yeah. And you can see where the cherry is. The heat is expanding the cigar. So the part that's lit is a pareo, and the part that's in your mouth is a box press, right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It is much fatter. I mean, much fatter than the box press. So as the tobacco is heating and expanding. You're kind of getting a feeling for just how much tobacco is in this, and that might be part of, you know, why it's behaving the way it's behaving. But it's, I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't, like, chalk this up as, oh, this is a slow burner. But it's a slow burner. Yeah, you could really enjoy this over an hour and a half. I think so. Just well-filled. Yeah. uh, You know, good tobacco. And it's not, you know... It's not so tightly filled that you can't draw or that it's going out. It's staying lit despite us gabbing. So, so so far, really enjoyable experience. If you like strong cigars, this is a great jumping off point. Um, and with that, let's uh, turn to our information segment, and we're going to talk about the Beginner's Guide to Smoking Cigars. So for those of you that... Uh, are just getting into the the hobby or are just getting serious about the hobby, we just have a 
few tips and tricks to kind of help you get adjusted. And we're going to start with strength and flavor. So you're going to want to experiment with your palate and kind of smoke your way around the humidor. And uh, start with uh, strength and flavor, right? So you have your Shade Grown or Connecticut. That's your light wrapper. And you can kind of go by color, right? And those are usually the mildest. Uh, they also are typically more bitter in flavor. Uh, that's just because they haven't aged as long. Um, you know, the, the lack of time on the stalk and curing and, and aging is why it's lighter. And, of course, the sun, lack of sun, yeah. you know, shade grown. Uh, and then you have your natural or Habano wrappers. Um, your natural wrapper is a little stronger. Um, and then you have your sun grown. Now, these are getting, you know, like progressively darker. Um, I would say probably the only surprise to newbies is your sun grown kind of just looks like a natural wrapper, but uh, it's spicy, right? It's known for being peppery. Um, and then, of course, your darkest is uh, you know, your Maduro. Um, it's probably worth mentioning here that uh, there's a difference between the actual like leaf and process in the wrapper and the color, right? So we... Yeah. We mentioned this the other week, the difference between Maduro and Oscuro. Mm. Oscuro is a color, and it's like dark black, right? I'm thinking of the Partagas. Um, yeah. You know, that, that one's pretty uh, pretty black. I think one of the Ligas, either the 9 or the 52 is Oscuro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, a, just overall, just darker. Right. Maduro is the aging process. Yeah. And the additional aging makes it darker, but that doesn't mean it's an Oscuro. Most of them aren't. What is Maduro, um, I think, means ripe, and yeah. then Oscuro means dark. Yeah, something like that. Um, same thing with Connecticut, right? Uh, for example, your tabernacle has a Connecticut Connecticut broadleaf Maduro right. wrapper, yeah. uh, and it will knock your teeth back. So, you know, just because it says Connecticut on the box, most people, when they say Connecticut, they mean a light cigar. Yeah, they're referring right? to the, the shade, the color of the yeah. wrapper. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, just a slang term. Uh, for shade grown light yeah. uh, wrapper. Um, it, there's also some, uh, I don't know, um, more rare wrappers out there like Cameroon. Yeah. Partly because there's not a lot of Cameroon tobacco to go around, mm -hmm. right? A couple of manufacturers hog it all, uh, but they do a pretty good job. So we'll let them off the hook. Um, I remember, uh, you know, I was talking to Francisco and he was like, Cameroon wrapper, man. Like, it's where the flavor's at. Yeah. Um, I agree if you're in the, uh, I guess, mild to mid body range, Cameroon is definitely flavorful. Right. And then, you know, you, you can get all kinds of weird, you know, like um, Indonesia. You yeah. Know, Sumatran uh, wrappers. Yeah, Sumatran wrappers, stuff like that. Um, you can experiment with all of them. I think, uh, I think some of them, like Cameroon and Sumatra, like, you'll immediately peg whether you like it or don't like it and stuff. Um, Maduro is different because there's such a broad range of Maduro wrappers. Yeah, the, the Cameroon and the, the Sumatran are uh, super distinct, whereas the mm -hmm. Maduro is kind of like, it's like a hybridized mess mm -hmm. of kind of just a, a bunch of, it's like a, it's like a, a width of yeah. um, descriptors. Because the underlying tobacco could be any kind. Yeah. It's just how it was aged, you know. Um, and I think sun grown for most people, like, it's spicy, you know, it's, it's, distinct enough um so that's the first thing strength and flavor like my recommendation if you're starting out is like go by color and start light and work your way up to the dark work your way back down figure out what your palate likes so interesting uh you know my cigar buying habits most of the cigars that i buy are like darker maduro cigars but my favorite is actually more of the cuban style light floral aromatic uh strong but mid-body um, the uh, Dias de Gloria is uh, like the sun-grown type color. Yeah, yeah. Not a Connecticut, but not yeah. a Maduro, right in between. Yeah. Um, the Casa de Cuva, one of my favorites. Yeah, Fuente. Yeah. So, and but I figured that out because I smoked all the way up to like the Crow Magnon, you know, right. where I'm like choking to death, and then you know, smoke all the way back down to like an Ashton, Connecticut. Right. I'm like, okay, so here's what I really like. Mm. Um, I will say that. There's 
there's less of those in the humidor of what I like um, compared to Maduro's, which is one reason why I buy a lot of like darker cigars. Um, so strength and flavor, like smoke through the, the cheat code is just go by color. Um, and then, uh, the second would be, you know, origin, right? So smoke some Dominican cigars, you know, Dominican Republic has a lot of great cigars. A lot of them are very different. Um, but, uh, all of the big names come out of the Dominican Republic, you know, the big three or whatever come out of Dominican Republic. It's like where non-Cuban cigars started. It's where non-Cuban cigars started. Yep. Um, lots to choose from, lots of price points there. You know, Nicaraguan, Nicaraguan tobacco is famous for being spicier, you know, pepperier. Um, I think Nicaragua is producing the best tobacco in the world right now. That's my personal opinion. Um, USA, you know, Pennsylvania yeah. Broadleaf is kicking ass right now. Check, um, out, check out our 20 acre farm video. 20 acre farm. Video, yep. video, podcast yeah. recording. Yeah, our audio only video. Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, it, as far as uh, like Honduras, I think La Polina. I love Honduran you know. tobacco. Yeah, Alec, Alec Bradley Prensado. Yeah, Honduran yeah. Puro. Presnado. <laughs> Shut up. It's fucking hard to pronounce, man. I'm like, why did you put that many consonants <laughs> next to each other? Uh, there's like 17 consonants and two vowels. What the hell, guys? Um, and then you know, there's there's uh, other countries where you're going to get their tobacco in the cigar, but you probably aren't going. It's not going to be a Puro. For sure, uh, you have El Salvador. Um, I'm not aware of. Uh, yeah, like, I don't think I've ever smoked El Salvador tobacco. I'm not aware that El Salvador makes any wrappers. No. I'm aware of one guy that is trying to come up with a wrapper leaf from El Salvador. Jeez, right? Um, Brazil. Yeah, Brazil's you know? pretty popular. Yep. Last week we did Intemperance. Yep. Um, Mexico. So Ooh. usually your Mexican tobacco is the wrapper. Yeah. Um, part of that's just there's there's not that much to go around. Yeah. You know, by the time you get done buying wrapper leaves, you know, so so getting Brazilian tobacco like in the binder and filler is uh, uncommon. I venture to say Mexican San Andreas is the most popular Maduro I think wrapper so, today. Yeah. Although I think Pennsylvania Broadleaf gives it a run for its money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, um, you, you know, last but not least is Cuba. So my recommendation for beginners is stay away from Cuban cigars. Um, first and foremost, because the chances of you getting a real one and not a counterfeit are pretty slim. Uh, so don't ruin it. You know, don't wreck your experience and overpay for a counterfeit. Uh, there's plenty of other good cigars to start with. Um, so yeah, strength and flavor, and then origin. You know, experiment with the different countries. See what uh, see what you like. Uh, Peru. Yeah, yeah you're you, a big you're a big Peruvian tobacco yeah, fan. Yeah, if you find a cigar with Peruvian tobacco in it, fucking smoke it. Because I, just bought, I bought more of the ones that I gave you. Oh, did you? The Peruvian puro. Yeah, those are awesome. Yeah, yeah, like Peruvian tobacco does not end up in a cigar by accident. You know that was not discount tobacco. Mm-hmm. Somebody blended that on purpose. Mm-hmm. So, um, another uh, piece of advice for beginners is don't ego smoke. And I think there's a little bit of. Uh, caveat here but so when i say ego smoke it's like you know i'm playing the big man i'm going in this is a luxury product i'm buying like a 35 dollar placencia and oh man this is so good well yeah but you don't really know if it's good and you don't know if it's good to you because you don't have the experience with your palate yet right so i would caution you to you know go ahead and smoke through the humidor first you know and kind of kind of figure out what you like and where your palate's at before spending big big bucks on stuff. But I say there's a caveat because let's be honest, cigar smoking is a luxury hobby and there's that element to it. It's about the flex a little bit. Yeah. It's about the flex. Yep. A little bit. So it's kind of like telling folks drive all the, you know, the cars that you like before buying a BMW. Well, that's not a bad idea because you might buy a BMW SUV because all your golf buddies have one and you find out you're really a sports car guy. Yeah. Right. But on the other hand, if you go out and buy an X5 instead of a Honda Civic, you, it's not a bad choice, you know. So it's just a hell of a lot more expensive than a cigar. So, uh, so there's a little caveat there. Like there's there's some room for that. It's just you know, and also like those of us that have been doing this hobby for a long time, we know that 
the the value you're getting for those expensive cigars isn't commensurate to the price increase. It's a nice treat, yeah. you know, from time to time. But for everyday smoking, man, you can get a hell of a cigar smoke for ten bucks. Right. You know, so just uh, be careful of ego smoking. You know. Yeah, and especially if you're going to smoke half of it, mash it out in the ashtray, and then walk out right. of the lounge. Right. Like, right. We we try not to judge, but you're going to look like a kind of a fool if mm-hmm. you do that. You know, if I'm if you're going to waste seventy percent of a padron. Right. Right. Uh, and you know. Yeah. destroy it in the ashtray and then leave. I'm just going to say, well, that guy didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. Yep, agree. Um, kind of like the guy that, uh, you know, buys the expensive sports car and then does 35 in the left-hand lane. I'm like, you know, yeah. fucking waste, man. Yeah. What What are you doing with that car? Because right. I'd wrap it around a tree. Um, and then... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, yeah, where are your driving gloves, dude? Come on, man. I left my driving gloves at home. I am decked out with my full Johnny Midas uh, Mr. T starter kit today. So I have my uh, gold signet ring, my gold braided uh, wedding band, my two gold chains, and my gold watch, and my gold necklace, which you can't see. But I, I can say, I can wear it on the outside. Do you yeah. think? Yeah. Yeah. I'll just, here, I'll pull that out. It's real D bag. Yeah. There we go. Nice. Oh, wow. Johnny Mighty's man. Yeah, yeah. This is we're gonna picture for Instagram after this. Absolutely, we're going to. Speaking of Instagram, this is all Instagram jewelry. It's like stainless steel with like gold colored plating on it. But that's how I roll. Um, and then you know my last uh, my last tip for <laughs> my last tip for beginners is uh, take notes. Right. So um, there's some pretty cool apps out there actually. Um, there's a couple where you can like take a photo of the cigar and it'll tell you what it is. Usually it gets it right. Uh, you can take notes in the app. Um, if you want to be like, you know, more hipster douchey, you can have like a Moleskine, you know, take notes in that. Moleskine? <laughs> you know? Isn't it Moleskine? <laughs> no, well, it's actually pronounced Moleskine. Is it? Yeah. Sorry. Hate, hate to break it to you. Are you just talking about like a notebook? Well, no, it has to be a Moleskine. It can't be like the Walmart knockoff either. Like it has to be... You have to have paid twice as much or you're not a real oh. hipster. Right. But yeah, like slip that elastic band off, open to the page that has the ribbon like a fucking church Bible in it. But then, but you then know, and take no, your... <laughs> no smoking uh, Altidus, Fuente, General, or Padron. You have to smoke only boutiques. Yeah, on, only boutiques. And, and you also, you have to have a lighter that you bought in uh, Argentina yeah. at like the top of a mountain yeah. that requires fuel that you have to go to like Saudi Arabia to get or something yeah. like that. Yeah. On a serious note, a lot of guys tape the bands to the to their notebooks. Oh yeah, yeah. And they'll write uh, yep. notes underneath. And I think that's actually really a really good uh, yeah strategy because you might like if I said if I listed off a bunch of cigars to you, you might know most of them, but then some of them you might not know. But if you saw the band, you'd right. be like, oh yeah, I smoked that yep. before. Or like I might be going through my notes like, oh, I want to try that again, and I know what it's called, but I can't remember what it looks like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then best case scenario, I'm I'm. Like, hey, Nick, do you have a blah, 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 right. you know, kind of thing. And that's where the, uh, that's where the apps come in because you just take a picture of the cigar, you know. Um, so, yeah, strength and flavor, you know, like start light and then just go by color, figure out what you like, try different countries of origin. Don't ego smoke or at least limit the ego smoking and then take notes. And that should get you off to a really good start on your uh, cigar hobby journey. Um, and, uh, maybe next week or in a couple of weeks, we'll kind of move on to some tips for the intermediate, uh, cigar smoker. And we might even go to, go to advanced, um, Ooh. man, you can take this hobby so far, Oh, you know? Oh my goodness. There's, I mean, yeah, growing, mm-hmm. curing, fermenting, blending, right? That's like expert, expert, expert level. Oh yeah, for sure. John, you better get that one back going up again. Yeah, I'm going to touch up my cigar. I've been blabbing too much. Um, and while I do that, Nick the Brick is going to bring us our Cigar News of the Week. Cigar News. Here is your host, Nicholas McCann. Dun, dun, dun. No, I actually, I, I dubbed the music in. so I don't have to do it. Yeah, you don't have to okay. do it. I mean, I like it. Yeah. Like, go ahead. Give that another shot. <laughs> Anyway, um, 
we got some legal cigar news this week for all you for all you uh, barristers, right? I think isn't that what they call them in England? Barristers. No, I think they're banisters. <laughs> um, banisters, barristers, barristers. No, I think it's banisters. Barrister is like when you have stairs and there's like a railing. That's a barrister. Drew Estate is filing a lawsuit against Deadwood Tobacco Company over the name Deadwood. Wait. Explain that, because I thought Drew Estate owned... I thought Deadwood was a Drew Estate product. Yeah. So, the way I understand this is that Deadwood Tobacco Company and Deadwood Tobacco Cigar Store Mm -hmm. was a place... Founded in South Dakota a couple years ago, 10, 15 years ago. Yep. That's a couple years in the cigar industry. Yeah. Um, right. It's, yeah. And then Drew Estate found these guys and was like, hey, we want this name. We want to continue with, I think, the Sweet Jane product. Mm-hmm. So let's make a deal. Uh, I want to buy some of the, you know, the rights of the branding to it from you. And so the guys at Deadwood, the folks at Deadwood Tobacco Company in South Dakota, Said, okay, let's do it. And then, um, I guess, in the agreement, Drew Estate said, you can't use Deadwood Tobacco anymore. You can keep your shop name called Deadwood Tobacco, but you can't sell cigars under the name Deadwood Tobacco Company. Okay. I'm following. So, allegedly, um, Deadwood Tobacco Company has, has made... Uh, subsequently a line of cigars with Asylum called <laughs> sold under the name Deadwood Tobacco Company <laughs> and so, so they're they're called like the cigars are called like Midnight Oil and um, Dragon uh, Auntie Midnight Oil Zero yeah um, and so they're but they're selling them they're called they're called, it's called Deadwood Tobacco Company Midnight Oil is the cigar. And and the South Dakota brand store group is making them with Asylum. But hmm. Drew Estate's like, hey. You breached contract. Yeah. We have the Deadwood Cigar Company name. Huh. Deadwood, De- I'm sorry. Deadwood Tobacco Company name. So. Which brings us to our second piece of news. There is a new cigar company out there known as Deceased Lumber. Um, they're... <laughs> <laughs> Deadwood. Um, so I guess that uh, Drew Estate wants everything of Deadwood. They want the whole thing, and they don't want these guys in to use the name Deadwood. Yeah. So in Drew, it, I, I obviously haven't read the contract, look at you know, looked at it or anything. But so in Drew Estate's position is, we bought the rights to the name Deadwood, and you agreed not to use it. Now you're using it, right? Interesting. Which is just like, I don't know. Why would you enter into a contract with Drew Estate and then violate that contract? I don't know. Who do you think you are? Uh, yeah, like that doesn't make sense to me. Like I said, uh, Deceased Lumber is available as yeah. far as I know. <laughs> deceased Lumber Institution. <laughs> right, right. Um, it's just, uh, I guess, and, and, and these other Deadwood Tobacco Company cigars are semi-popular. They're not as popular as the Sisters. Um, but I know people who have smoked the Deadwood Tobacco Company, Midnight Oil, and the Auntie and the Zero and stuff like that. And they, I mean, they say they're good. And like I said, they're they're made in collaboration with Asylum. And so Asylum actually uh, hilariously issued a statement to Half Wheel uh, immediately after this news dropped and, and like took 15 steps back. And they said, this is, this is what it says. Please note that this information is no longer current. The brand name is now Asylum 867. The names Zero, Midnight Oil, and Auntie, as well as the sizes and blends, remain the same as created by Wild Bill and his staff, owner and operators of, and then in, in big letters, Deadwood Tobacco Company and Cigar Bar. Because the distinction is right, right. distribute under the name Deadwood, right. Tobac- Deadwood Tobacco Company. Yeah, but the cigar, the cigar store is fine. Right, right. So, they, so Christian Hero of uh, Asylum just took 15 yeah. steps back. Yeah. Yeah, I like his products. I like Asylum. I like uh, Eroa. Um, I've always thought, though, you know, there's quite a few famous haunted asylums around the U.S. Yeah. Right? Like, 
I wonder if asylum, because I don't know about copyrights and stuff like that with the names of these asylums. Because like the one in uh, Kentucky, what is that? Um, shit, I've been, but like when they open it up to book the time tours, there, tours right? It sells out in like an hour, like the whole year. So they open up a year at a time. So I had a chance to go, and it was just like complete shit. It smelled like mildew, and it was just an old building. But whatever. I guess I'm not. It wasn't spooky. No, it wasn't spooky. Oh, dude. But maybe you have to believe in that sort of thing. I don't know. Anyway, but I did it just to say that I did it. But, you know, if they could collaborate on a line of cigars that was named after the different, like, famous haunted asylums, I think that would be cool as shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, an asylum, uh, obviously, uh, Christian Eroa sold Camacho to Davidoff, Mm -hmm. I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, but everything he does is good, man. Yeah. Like the original Camachos were the shit. Yeah, that's like, that right was here. yeah, like that was the value stick. Yeah, um, and the Eroas are really good at a great price point. Yeah, so we used to call them like the uh, like the rebirth of Camacho, mm-hmm. kind of making fun of Drew Estate while we're on the topic, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, what was the one that had it had the red sleeve with the uh, silver foil, and then it had like a uh, wax paper ribbon on the so, foot? Are you talking about Camacho? No, the Eroa. It was a box press Maduro that had like a had like a red and silver foil wrapper around it. Um, anyway, that one was really good and it was priced well. Yeah. So, so all of you out there, if you know what we're talking about, go ahead and drop us a line yeah. at burnlinepodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, yeah, I wasn't willing to pay for like the domain name, so it's just a Gmail. Um, and uh, we will read your comments on the show unless they suck, and then we won't read them on the show. Or if you ask us not to, then we won't as well. Yeah, let, um, us, let us know if you think Drew Estate should let Deadwood Tobacco Company just live. Just violate their contract. Yeah, yeah, because uh, obviously nothing's going on in South Dakota. Yeah, yeah. Give them, give them at least this one thing. Oh, damn, I can't believe you threw them under the bus like that. But since you brought it up, like, what is there in South Dakota? I think Sturgis. They have Sturgis there. Right, is which is a bunch of people coming into the state on their motorcycles yeah, yeah. that are made in Milwaukee or whatever. Are the so, presidents in South Dakota, Mount Rushmore? Or is that so poor? Yeah, I think so. Is it? <laughs> I'm trying to think of a state that has a bunch of big rocks you can carve, and yeah. I think South Dakota comes to mind. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, for all of you South Dakotans out there, you're awesome. Keep smoking. Yeah. All right, great, uh, great news there, Chief. Um, so Drew Estate throwing their weight around, but from what I hear, it sounds legit. I mean, you can't fucking pay money for intellectual property, and then the guy you bought it from is like, psych, I get to keep it too. I got your money in. I got the right. brand, you know. So anyway, uh, judgment-free here at Burnline Podcast, but uh, interesting stuff going on. Um, all right, let's touch back on this cigar. Um, my draw has slowed down. I think it's a little too tough for what I like. I did clip it down a little bit more. Um, and But it's it's still not quite as free of a draw as too I Too much like. resistance? It's a little too much. Now, I like a good amount of resistance um, in my cigar. I don't smoke Gordos for that reason. I haven't found a Gordo, you know, that, that has enough back pressure on it for me to really... like. I, I like to draw the smoke into my mouth, not have it just smoke itself into my mouth. Um, to me, it's, it's not... It's a little bit too hard of a draw at this point, and I'm about halfway through. Yeah, even looking at the cut cap end, mm-hmm. it just looks bunched pretty tightly. Um, it just looks like this, you know, the tobacco is packed pretty tightly in there. You can kind of see when you cut or when you look at the foot, like, all right, is there a lot of space between these leaves, or are they just jammed right. in there? And also the amount of, um, like, shit that comes out when you tap it on the back of your hand. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. the more that comes out, the looser typically. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a Cuban sandwich, then totally. be careful with the hand tap thing. Right, yeah, <laughs> you'll be doing it for hours. <laughs> you, you'll, you'll be doing it till there's no cigar. Yeah. God damn, this is loosely packed. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing I would say is I would I would like a little more smoke output on this, and I think those two are related. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think I would like it to burn just a little bit faster. I would like a little more draw, a little more smoke output. Now I'm being picky at this point. I got to admit. Yeah. Um, but that's how I'm feeling about this it. Is, I mean, I think that, you know, in the higher rated cigars, the more, the ones with the more clout, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you're kind of like more 
scrutinizing of. You want to you want to say, oh yeah, oh yeah. well, all right, ninety six. Well, let's see what this is about. Right. Yeah, like if I were smoking this with a Havana Q, yeah, you know, uh, the Havana Q, I wouldn't make any of these comments. No. I'm like, it's a fucking two dollar stick or whatever. Right. You know, it's like you get what you get. Um, now, here's what's interesting: that black pepper for me has is evolving into cayenne pepper, um, so it's definitely more more spicy. The earth and cocoa has picked up, which is delicious. And I'm tasting some, I'm going to say walnuts or some kind of nuttiness mm-hmm. in there as well. Mm-hmm. I'm getting, I get some like some herbal spice. Hmm. It's mm-hmm. uh, like a, a vegetal spice. Yes. Yeah, There was for me, I think the vegetal was stronger in the first third, I think. Um, I love the complexity of the flavor, though. You know, this is a real tour de force of uh, Nicaraguan tobacco. And if, you know, if anyone out there is interested in like a Nicaraguan puro and kind of like, kind of like the, the best example yeah, yeah. of what Nicaragua can produce, this is it. Yeah. And, and, you know, this cigar is one reason why I think Nicaragua is producing the best uh, tobacco, you know, cigar tobacco in the world right now. Yeah. You can really taste it in this one. I'm getting a I'm getting a little bit of sweetness actually off the wrapper, like my lips on the, uh, like just on the outer part of the wrapper, not even the mm-hmm. smoke part, but the, I get I get a little bit of sweetness from that too. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's definitely from the aging process. Yeah. Um, you know, if you smoke a dipped, you know, sweet tip cigar, you can lick your lips afterwards, and you're like, oh, there's sweet on there. You can kind of do that with this cigar. It's di- it's different because it's not fake sweet, right. uh, but it's pretty cool. It's like the sugars fermented and came to the surface, and yeah, yeah. I'm actually going to clip a little bit more. Wow. Oh, and see if that helps. Do you ever use a draw a draw poker? Yeah, I have from time to time. You yeah, find they, they help. It depends on the cigar. Uh, there was a tool that I used one time, and it was like a, a tray, so the cigar wouldn't move around, and it had a uh, long needle that mm-hmm. went down the cigar, and the needle had little. Um, barbs sticking off oh so like as you pull it out it would pull tobacco out oh and i had a really tight draw one time and it it worked uh-huh. but it also kind of wrecked the cigar i don't like that it was uh it, it was uh scary yeah because you're like well if this works i salvaged this cigar if it doesn't work i lost it it's but, destroyed see yeah so it's one of those like where it's like Okay, if I don't do this, I can't finish the cigar. Right. So I lost it either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In this case, it worked out for me. It's so. the, just the barbs that are, the bar, the barbs are throwing me off. Mm-hmm. I will say, so I just, I just clipped a little bit more, and of course it's a torpedo, so you can do that. Um, it did not help the draw at all. Wow. It did remove the spit that was collected on the end, yeah. so, uh, so it helped in that regard, but uh, definitely did not improve the draw at all. So interesting, uh, interesting experience here. All right, uh, great show. Um, I think it is time to rate this cigar, and we rate our cigar on a scale of one to ten on five different dimensions: presentation, price, uh, construction, flavor, and experience. And uh, Nick, why don't we start with presentation on this Aging Room Quattro Nicaragua Maestro? So the wrapper leaf was not too veiny. It wasn't too bumpy. I love, oh man, Maduro's. I love Maduro's with a little tooth. Mm-hmm. I like the bumps. Um, so this is very smooth, kind of a little bit oily. And then the black primary band, the orange secondary band. Um, the designs are cool, but I, I, I don't know. I love like a My Father style, like La Roma de Cuba style, like art. Classic, yeah. yeah. So this is just like lettering. So I give it a seven. Seven from Nick on presentation. Yeah, for me, uh, the cigar itself is beautiful, semi-rustic. Um, the I like the bands. There's some things that I would do differently. I don't know if you noticed, but on the black part, there's actually slightly embossed brass knucks on there. Oh, yeah, but you, you can't see them. You can just see the bumps. Yeah, that's why they're annoying yeah. to me. Like, I would do that differently. <laughs> like, I would either color them or take them off. Um, so... This is your uh, friendly neighborhood artist speaking. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I give it a seven as well. Uh, well done. Definitely doesn't knock anything out of the park, but um, 
above, uh, uh, better than your average bear. Yeah. So, and then price. Now this retails for thirteen dollars a stick here, and uh, I think it's only fair to mention that uh, this probably smokes a little bit longer than you would expect by looking at it. Yeah. Um, what do you think about price, Nick? So the price is interesting on this one because I watched it in release in 2019 start out at 10 and a half or $11 and it's gone up to now $13 because of certain ratings given by certain publications. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but also cigars are a lot more expensive now, man. It's true. Yeah. This could be the natural progression of, of yeah. pricing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't mind paying $13 for this cigar at all. Um, I give it a, I give it an eight. Eight from Nick on price. Yeah, I'm right at an eight as well. I think this is a good value for this stick. Um, I think they could charge more for it, you know, like you said, based on the ratings and stuff like that. And then if you just compare it to some of the, uh, you know, $20 plus offerings, um, it, it holds its own. I don't, I don't think I would buy it at that price point, but I think at 13, it's a good deal. So I'll give it an eight on that. And then uh, construction and, you know, admitting up front that we are, uh, I think, biased to hold this to a higher standard than a cheap cigar, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on construction? Uh, so mine burned um, almost perfectly. Had I not been talking, it would have been a perfect burn, I think, the entire time. But I, I'm having the same issue as you. I just, I think it annoys you a little more than it annoys mm-hmm. me. So I just, I've dealt with it this time. But uh, I give it a seven. It's just the draw is a little too resistant. Yeah, I think that's a good rating. I'm going to go with a seven as well. Um, the other aspects of construction were perfect. The, uh, you know, the cap on a torpedo, especially a slightly abbreviated torpedo like this, that's actually hard to do. You'll frequently see bubbles and stuff, which, you know, can be a pain in the ass when you clip the cigar because then you have a little tail Mm. that flaps around and, you know, that, that's one of those annoyances when you're smoking, it can get worse. And then you're like, well, if I lick it and stick it back down, will it stay? And then, you know. And then you're tonguing it and all of that. Um, didn't have any of that. No issue with the way that it was wrapped. No pinholes, nothing like that. Yeah. Uh, seems to be bunched well. It's burning well. The resistance was too much. Um, yeah. And that's what drops it. I think with, I think with if it burned a little bit easier, a little bit faster, I think, and had a little bit better draw, it could be a nine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think a little disappointing right. uh, there, but seven is fair. And then uh, let's talk about flavor. Nick? Uh, flavor was good. Almost great. Almost great for me, I think. Um, nothing that was... I didn't get any like g- gross puffs where it was just was like, oh, what, what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty consistent throughout. Um, I like this flavor. I, I give it a seven. Seven on flavor from Nick. I'm going to go with an eight on flavor. I like the strength. I like the combination of sort of sweet and spicy. Uh, probably not for everybody, but a great example of a strong Nicaraguan cigar. If you like uh, full-bodied cigars, I think this one will hit the spot for you. And uh, last but not least, our most subjective rating, but possibly the most important for cigar smokers, experience. So, Nick, what was your experience with this Aging Room Quattro Nicaragua Maestro. My experience is going to be at an eight. I had a pretty positive experience with this cigar today, and generally I have a pretty positive experience with this cigar. And it is, um, yeah, I think well-deserved the accolades that it's gotten. And uh, it's it's quite an enjoyable one. And I'm going to go ahead and give it a seven on experience. I think it was a good experience. Um I think for the expectation and the price point, um, having to fight with the draw just dropped it down a point uh, on that one. So that is it. Our ratings are in, and that makes it uh, come out to a 37. Not a bad rating. I would really like to see it in the 40s, and I think I think if they addressed that draw issue, you know, this would be one of the highest rated cigars that we smoked. Um, and it wasn't an accident. You know, it was both our cigars. And while we're on the topic, you know, this is not the first time we've smoked this cigar. Yeah. So it is an ongoing challenge. So Aging Room Quattro Nicaragua Maestro, 
6x52 Torpedo Box Press, retailing for $13 here at Union Cigar in Hanover, Pennsylvania, USA. Came in at a 37. This is a great full-bodied Nicaraguan Puro, blended by Rafael Nadal and AJ Fernandez, distributed by Altidus. Um, really enjoyed smoking this cigar today and uh, sharing some thoughts with you out there in YouTube land. Don't forget that you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, like all of our stuff, you know, pump that up, make us awesome and famous, and we appreciate it. And, of course, don't forget to leave a rating and review on uh, the interwebs for the show. We appreciate that. And, of course, if you want to drop us a line, burnlinepodcast at gmail.com. If you have anything you would like to share, please do. Questions, please ask. Um, we just ask that if you don't want us to read your email on the show to let us know. Uh, so we don't do that accidentally. Otherwise, we might do that if you're reasonably good at getting your thoughts across. Thank you for joining us out there in the interwebs. This is Johnny Midas and Nick the Break signing off. Have a good week, everybody. Mm-hmm.